0: Another year with these guys. Host game press conferences. I didn't really
1: like my friend Reed, so I was
0: just winning to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to the Cho Show. Only on the Suave Report. Dot dot dot. It's my quarterback. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.D. Spoo. Before we get into it, before I explain why I use that very well-known Terrell Owens soundbite, uh, I, ha- I have to give a sincere thank you, though, to, to everybody, coaches, players, fans, parents, who, who took the time either before the game when I was on the field, showing our new videographer landing around uh whether it be post-game uh or just in general with liking and retweeting and sharing uh it just it just it it really is still and I know I say this like every week but it still floors me the amount of support that we do have uh it 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 does mean a lot like I, I went you know I was uh I, I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Culberson today. Uh, it's it, you know, it's people, it's things like that, right? It, it's that really make it make it worth it, right? Like, j- like just 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 to know that people people care about this as as much as you do. Uh, because again, trust me, there is a lot of work behind the scenes that, that goes into this here. Uh, so it's again, it just it just it means the world to me uh, that that there's. People again took the time to come and and, e- and either say hi or, or 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 have a quick chat. I've been I've been noticing more people have kind of been seeing the Cho show had, and I I think putting two and two together, which is which is very good. Uh, like I said, it just it, there would be no Cho show if there wasn't the support for you all. So again, uh, I I just I just really I really I can't thank you enough. Um, it has been it has been a tremendous run, really the whole of 2022 for us over here. And, and you know, it, there, there's there's obviously days you know, there on this days where sometimes you sit, I sit here and I question, does anybody care about this? Is anybody listening? And and then I gotta think back to days like today and days like Northwest Missouri where. Yeah, there, there there are a lot, a lot of people that, that are behind you and, and, and what you're missing is so I just I have to get that out of the way first uh and, and really just give a sincere heartfelt thank you. I know that this is just the beginning, and, and like I said before, we're going to keep on going until the wheels fall off. Now, to to to, to expound on why I use that very hilarious Terrell Owen soundbite because in case you you missed the game today uh, UCL's UCO's quarterback Stefan Brown I just you know we come on here every week and I sing the praises of Stefan Brown and rightfully so because the man has indeed earned it uh, but it it, it, just, it just every week he has improved this week was no exception as Stephon Brown exploded for a career high 381 yards, tied a career high in three touchdown passes. Uh, it just it was it was a clinic. It was a deep ball clinic again. If if you recall, the second time Steph came on there, he did touch on how him and his father worked a lot on that deep ball. We saw it on display. And Lincoln, when he had that touchdown pass to Jacob Delso, who we do have when they catch up with him post-game, we have him and Coach Coach uh, Adam Devon Bro here uh, like, like, like it was last time at the end of the episode. Now, probably wondering, okay, if Steph threw for three hundred and eighty-one yards, why did you not get Steph? Because I already know what Steph was going to say. Steph was going to deflect all credit to his offensive line, to his receivers, to his tight ends, to his to his coaches. Uh, so it it just wasn't going to be. I, I, at this point, and I'm fortunate enough to say this. At 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 this point, I I know I know what Steph was going to say because again, that's just who Steph is, and and, and that's why I love him so much. Uh, at case case in point, I was on the field, I saw him walking out the locker room. Before I could even really congratulate him on the career day, he once again took the time to thank me for the coverage that 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 him and the guys appreciated. Uh, it's, that's just farm Brown. If you if you don't know, that's the Steph. So that's why I I I didn't um I did I did get a picture of him with the guy, but I, I, I just I just didn't. I just I know the man's gonna say. And it, it, he went and the man would have been right because the offensive line, we have to give coach Alam Drew a credit there. There were times where staff could have set up a set up a, a rocking chair and rocked for 20, 30, 30, 30 minutes. And, and, and that's a very, it was a very big physical Fort Hayes front. Now it, it, i will say, yeah, you might be thinking Fort Hayes is one in five team. We talked about it last week. I said that the numbers don't equate to a 1-5 team. I did learn, aside from Chance Fuller being out, they either currently or I guess throughout the course of the season have had 16 starters lost to injury. They had three to five guys go down again today. Uh, you just you just hate to see a season derailed by injuries. I know if you're a UCO fan, you remember... Second half of 29 9, 19 there. We're in poor in the season finale. We was down to the 4 string quarterback, three wide receivers, and running back playing on two high ankle sprains. It just was, it was just not good. And and and, and so that, that 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 right there really explains Ford Hayes problem on on top of a lack to me of playmakers offensively. Like Fort Hayes used to have really big physical receivers, and now it's pretty much the Manny Ramsey show, and, and the Manny Ramsey show did indeed touchdown in Ed Edmond as he had two touchdowns in that in that ball game. But so I'm wishing Fort Hayes the best of luck there moving forward. I, I just... You know, I I really hope they can they can get a few wins, build some momentum. They're heading in the next season because I know that's a that's a very prideful program, similar to UCO. when I I it just has to be eating them alive, really knowing that there's nothing they can really do at this point, but but continue to fight hard. And you got to give them credit because they came out the gate swinging. There, they they took a ten nothing lead. Now I I did suspect UCO might start off slow just given the sheer degree of a beatdown that we witnessed uh, last Thursday. Uh, But to their credit there, they was able to score 16 straight points and then didn't really look back after that. Now, was it perfect? No, Uh, because Steph did have a pick off of a turnover. Uh, the, The corners, the corners, again, it just... Yes, yes, the corners had two and they had two of the three picks in the football game uh, Kobe Stevens and Amante Davis. So props to them. But uh, there are only two touchdowns to Manny Ramsey. One was a slant. I, I don't have any line to you here. I'm not sure who's on covers. I just know they whiffed and uh, Manny Ramsey broke that third down slam for a touchdown. The second Manny Ramsey touchdown. Man was wide open in the corner on a busted coverage. There were several times on third and medium, third and long as well, that uh, guys would just it. So I, I, I don't know. I know that has to be fixed because we're heading into a very tough three-game stretch against Washburn, Pitt State, and Kearney, all in that order. So... This is a stretch of game is gonna really tell us where UCO was at. Uh but we definitely gonna need the secondary to to, to to tighten up. I don't think we'll be able to kind of get by with that. Uh this also what Close Doral will touch on there, kinda of got back to the to the first down penalties offensively. Uh you know, the holes, the false starts, the child blocks, just it got us behind the chains. And while the offense has improved, you you still never want to get behind the change. It just always it gets you off schedule. It just makes it harder for everybody involved. Uh, so that's something there that that I also believe needs to get fixed there. Moving forward, uh, now and it, 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 but that might be all negatives. Oh, and the kicking game was the, was the worst of the season. They had an extra point block. Uh Nikki missed the extra point as well. Uh, Fort Hayes almost broke two kick returns. Uh, it was just, again, it it was it was almost eerily really similar to the Northwest Missouri game in terms of how that played out, minus the fact that UCL was down 10-0 instead of leading for the whole the, the whole ball game. Uh, but in term in terms of positives though, I mean there was obviously a lot. Outside of Steph. I mean, you gotta look at who staff was throwing the ball to. Uh, you had two guys scored their first career touchdowns. Uh Dominique Dunn, the, rest of the freshman, Ace back out of Mustangs. A shout-out to him. And then Madison Ridgeway, the Juke receiver from Iowa Central. Uh, as we know has been hurt, has kind of been slowly incorporating his, his way into the offense. Clearly, what was, was was his was his best game of his young. Use career. Also caught his first career touchdown. Shout out to him. I, I I do have to say here, Madison is god. Listen, I just if you go back to Shining Day, you remember how high I was after watching that tape. Uh, after watching him now, this is what his third game. I feel like third, fourth game. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I, after seeing him on the field post game, I uh, did. This is a dude. Okay, this this I'm not, I'm not I'm not going to hold you. This is indeed a dude here. He has the length. He has the size. He has the speed. Uh, I just, I this this is this is this is a guy that I just really, I feel like it. it the sky's the limit here. I I really I can't wait to see him when he gets fully incorporated into the, into the offense, build up, build up that chemistry with Steph. Because I'm telling you, if we, can get, if we can get Madison going along with Jacob Delso, who we have postgame from as, as, as well, we can get him going along with Jacob Delso, Terrell Davis, uh, second straight quality game. If he continues to improve, along with reliable, Johnny Mitchell, the fourth, uh, who, 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 by the way, I saw Johnny post game. Listen, I don't know. I, I just need, I need, I know we're in NIL. Listen, I need a dentistry. I don't, because that man's teeth are so clean. I, there gotta be some NIL opportunities there for the man. Uh, because Johnny Brazil, let me tell you. Man has a million dollar smile and and I mean has a great set of probably white. So I just put that out there. It, 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 somebody make it happen, okay? Somebody make that happen because to me that is a match made, made in heaven. But regardless, though, it it's it's very good to see the young receivers coming, coming around. And you gotta give uh, wide receivers, coach Crawford, the coordinator James in there a lot of credit because we do know how bad that unit was early on in the season. And so to uh, see the, the growth there is, is, is very, 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 very promising. Are uh, you looking at the tight ends as well? You got to give a shout out there to coach Donald because Oscar Hammond, the true freshman out of Collinsville, who once again, if you, if you go back to that same signing signing day, I said it was gonna be very tough to keep to keep off the field. That has indeed been the case. He's had some big catches this season, but today was his best game by far. Uh, I think he had like 140-something yards and was it two touchdowns? I I, I no, no, it was not one, one touchdown. Uh, that was an 80-yarder off, off a play action pass. it was, it was so beautiful, so beautiful. Uh, so I think it's good to see the offense now coming around. And I will say, this was probably the first game where the pass game really carried the offense. I know you still had about 100 yards rushing, but they really didn't have to run a whole, whole lot. Uh, plus, that Fort Hayes front is, is still big and physical. So uh, I it, 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 I think this was probably, this was definitely the best pass game it looked, looked all season. Uh, but it, it was it's very good now to know that the pass game can indeed carry the offense and that Steph can still be as if not more effective from the from the from from the pockets than with his, his legs. And we're looking defensively there, the unit again, three interceptions, the second of the season for both Kobe Stevens and Noah West. Noah actually had had a pick six. That he tipped to himself it was called back for a block in the back by Calvin Hutchings. Uh, it, it just isn't what it is. It was tragic. Uh, and then um, Amante Davis, the Sam Houston State transfer, also had a had a pick. Unit also notched three sacks. I believe two of them was by Robert Fuentes, the, still sporting a cast. Again, I just I know I say this every single week, but Robert Fuentes, different cat different different cat. Uh so I was very pleased there. I will say at times though, especially on the first two drives and various points of the game, they really they I you still really did their best to make uh what what's his name? Adrian Soto looked like Adrian Peterson. Uh just a lot of bad arm tackling a lot, a lot of high tackling uh at times just uh, just not able to get off a of block. Now, granted, that is a very big physical forehead stand offensive line. I uh, saw so it, but it but when when they decided to play ball, they played some ball. So uh I again I just think it's one of those coming off that big win of Northeastern State, just playing historically well. I th- there was gonna be some kind of letdown, but again. Uh the fact they were they were they were able to take Ford Hayes best punts and come back and 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 throw some own th- throw some of their own haymakers, I think really tell tells you a lot about this about this ball club now. Uh it's they four straight win, they improved the 4-0 at home. Uh this is they this, they had now improved on last year's record. They have tied the win total from 2019. So with another win, they are at least guaranteed a winning season there. With boy, you had told me this back in week week one. I would call called you a liar. So I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to give the whole staff, the whole locker room credit. I also want to give a shout out there to Coach Doral. This was his, it was his, his hundredth career win. So shout out to Coach Doral because that is, uh, Winning a hundred games, it, uh, regardless of, of level, is is very, very, very tough. So I, I was very glad that he got it. I'm glad I was there to witness it. Uh, and I'm again, it's just I, I, as we mentioned before, it's going to be it, the next three games is going to tell to a whole lot. Um, I, I think we, I think we know now. I think this is where. This, this to me, this is where the season lies here because, Chisholm, Missouri, I I think we're going to beat them on senior night. I just I feel like that's gonna be the case. But if if we really uh, if if we if we're gonna take the next step, okay, if we're gonna take the next step now, and 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 truly, truly announce. The return to the top half of the conference. Okay, it begins starting next week. Uh, Mid game against Washburn. And is, that is a team when we preview has improved offensively, which, which definitely scares me. Uh, so it's just, it's just, Wallace wasn't the most flashiest of wins. I think it was a very solid win. Uh, We saw developments there in a whole lot of areas. And it's definitely a good sign heading into the Walshburg game. So, looking at the recap here. uh, UCL would win the coin toss and then they they would defer. Uh, Like I said, aided by several missed tackles on the opening drive. UCO would hold four Hays to a field goal following a sack. At the 10:50 mark, we uh, will go three and out, but however, Peyton Hunt would recover the muff at the Ford Hayes eight. However, however, the drive would end on an interception. Now, I will say what happened. Okay, this is what happened here. They 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 tried to swing past and has worked numerous times to uh, the senior keeper. I gotta give Ford Hayes credit again. I know Coach Doral was in the, the post game. That is that's a well-coached football team. that clearly watched the film. It just didn't have the guys. Again, the injuries. It it just it just derailed them. They also missed some pass plays there. To full disclosure, it should have probably been a one-point win because they had two missed touchdown passes. Thankfully, the pass rush was, was there, but again, it's just secondary. We just, you just gotta get that fixed. Um. Yeah, and so that, that was a play where I, they, it was a good play called by UCL. It was an even better play called by the Fort Hays defense because they called a blitz off the end where Steph was throwing the ball and Steph tried to throw the ball, but uh, the Fort Hays, I think it was a linebacker, just had a well-timed jump there and picked the ball off. Uh, that, However, Ford Hayes would capitalize on that as a third-down touchdown pass to Manny Ramsey on the aforementioned slant. And a 10-knocking at the 7-11 mark. That would be the only scores of the quarter. Uh, however, on the following drive, aided by a 27-yard Madison Ridgeway catch, Two fourth-down conversions. UCO would hit a 25-yard Oscar field goal after a missed touchdown pass to Terrell Davis. Stepped through it behind Terrell Davis. Just, just had a tough time finding the end zone so far. They're going to 10-3 at the 14-51 mark in the second quarter. Uh After a UCO three and out on the first play, Stephon Brown on a play-action pass would hit uh, Oscar Hammond for an 80-yard touchdown, tying things up at the 9.46 mark. Then UCO followed up with a 3-and-out at the Von Derry made a very clutch third-down tackle. I mean, got there as soon as the ball got there. That would force a Ford Hayes punt, uh, and UCO, however, would capitalize that uh, after another big catch there from Madison Ridgway and Terrell Davis. The Seer would score a touchdown. Extra point was, however, blocked. Making it 16-10 at the 4-15 mark. Then late in the half, with Four Hayes driving, Kobe Stevens would get the interception to secure UCO 16-10 halftime lead. UCO uh, would get the ball to open up the second half there. Uh, 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 on the draw, opening drive result in a 43 yard field goal after a, after some after a Dante catch, a Bizell, the fourth catch and catch run, and an impressive Steph scramble. As after I think it was it was a design Steph run, his helmet came off. Peyton Thompson came in there through dots. Jacob Delso who dropped the pass on third down. Uh, no matter, it was nineteen to ten at the ten twenty nine mark. UCLA uh, would get another quick three and out. Uh, then Oscar Hammond on the next drive would have a sixty one yard catch. Uh, however, that would not result in any points. Uh, and then um, wait a minute. Uh, excuse me on that. I I excuse me on that. Actually, that drive would result in another of field goal uh, after a TFL and a holding call was uh, stalled to drive. But It was a 12-point game at the 559 mark. And then Ford Hayes, again, just refusing to go away, was score a touchdown. That was the pass to Manny Ramsey. He was wide open in the corner. We're going to 22-17 heading into the fourth Ushu would open up the fourth quarter with the Noah West pick, which uh, was almost a pick six there, but again, it was called back for a block in the back by Calvin Hutchings, who didn't really have to necessarily do that. Uh, however, not to be denied, Madison Ridgeway would find the end zone at the 11-14 mark, uh, making it 28-17, Ushu after they missed extra points. On the following defensive series, Amante Davis will get the interception at the Fort Hayes 41. That drive will be capped off by a Dominic Dunn touchdown catch. Being at 35 to 17 at the 844 mark. At that point, Steph we thought had 391. Uh, and then the only other thing of note there. Late with a but a buck thirty two, Fort Hayes did mount a scoring drive, but was taken all day. Like, like they had plenty of time. Uh, they would get the, they would get a touchdown run. Did not get the not get the two point conversion. Their onside kick did they, they did not recover, and they, they chose not to call any timeouts. The U.S. will win that game thirty five to twenty three. If we're looking at the numbers from that game. Did I'm not parent but i'm a parent bro but i'm not okay that's fine that's fine yeah yeah what well, I, I i did i did not for whatever reason i did not print out the uh didn't print out the uh, overall numbers, so let me pull that up real quick i do apologize and I was ready to go now yeah, you know so looking at the at the numbers here for UCL, 21 first downs, 114 yards rushing at 3.2 yards of carry, 381 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception, 495 yards of, of offense on 70 plays. A that probably, to be honest with you here, that's the best offensive game of the season against a meaningful football team. Now, again, you're going to say... Fort Hayes is a one win team. I just again Fort Hayes is st- there's still a tough out. Okay, it's still a tough out. Uh, looking here, three points, ninety six yards. There, Vargas again, fantastic pinning inside the twenty on one of them. Uh, looking here, UCO was four thirteen on third down. We had to better than that. Two or two on the f- on four, three or four in the red zone. Two of four extra points, notched three sacks in the game. They were Ford Hayes, 22 first downs, a buck 39 rushing, 4.2 yards of carry, 198 yards passing, three interceptions, 237 yards of offense on 68 plays. 5 of 12 on third, 1 of 2 on fourth, 2 of 3 in the red zone, not zero sacks, and 0 of 1 on two point conversions. Looking at the individual numbers, which I do have in front of me, thank you very much. Uh, Stefan Brown, 26 of 33, 381, uh, three touchdowns, one pick, long at 80. Running the ball, Nasir Kemper led the way, 13 carries, 57 yards, one touchdown. Longer nine, 4.4 yards a carry. villain Cottrell, six carries, 18 yards, longer 10, three yards a carry. Uh, Antonio Junior Smith, who, now, again, you recall, it's been, it's been a few weeks now. Okay, if you remember the Missouri Southern game, he got hit. They had to come off the field. Shortly after, he announced he was, stepping, he was stepping away from from football. However, apparently, he changed his mind, got a second opinion. I do not know. I just know he was out in uniform and got some carries in his football game. Uh, so I'm glad that he is indeed back because I mentioned at that time, I still stand by that. You hate to see a guy's career in before it's natural in, especially for, a, for a, a true freshman there. So uh, it, it, I'm, I'm glad to see Junior Smith back. Uh, he has six carries for 15 yards, long of four, two and a half yards carry. Andrew Corney, two carries, 10 yards, long of seven, five yards carry. Peyton Scott, three carries, nine yards, long of seven, three yards of carry. Kevion Williams on the jet sweep, one carry, five yards. And Stephon, now this is this is probably the worst rush numbers I've seen out of Stefan Brown. Four carries for negative one yard, uh, and uh, now it's so the four carries for one yard. Excuse me, longer four. So again, uh, to, to, to just the sheer growth of Steph right there. Normally, that would equate Steph would have a bad game, but uh, not the new and improved Stephon Brown. Looking at receiving, Oscar Heyman led the way. Five catches, a buck, 48, one touchdown. Longer 80, Madison Ridgeway, three catches, 68 yards, one touchdown. Longer 27, Terrell Davis, five catches, 38 yards. Longer 28, Nasir Kemper, three for 33. Longer 17, Don McDonald, one for 26, one touchdown. Jacob Delso, 3-for-25, long of 12. by Zelda fourth, 1-for-19. Dante and 2-for-12, long of 6. Jenna Cottrell, 2-for-6, long of 11. And Peyton Scott, 1-for-6. Then defensively here for UCO, uh, Jason Harris led the way. Which is very good. Again, I just I'm glad to see Jason Harris having success here. Uh, seven tackles, Connor Johnson, seven tackles, one TFL, one sack. Jonathan Mosley, six tackles, Kobe Stevens, six tackles, one TFL, one pick. Dylan Buckhike, four tackles. Marco Domio four tackles. Chase Faber, four tackles. Robert Fluentes, two tackles, two TFLs. Two sacks again with one arm. Again, Robert Fuentes, a different catch. Uh, Trayvon Craig, two tackles. Michael Slater, two tackles. Amante Davis, two tackles, one pick. Kaisha Murray, two tackles. Blake Barone, two tackles. Zane Adams, two tackles. Calvin Hutchings, two tackles. Steph had a tackle on his pick. Man was doing it all. Von Derry, one tackle. Kevion Williams, one tackle. Grant Lohr, one tackle. Marlo Hughes, one tackle. Noah West, one tackle, one pick. Zion Bell, one tackle. Montrell Cozar one tackle. And Jordan LeVu, one tackle. And then punting the ball, David Vargas uh, averaged 32 yards. A punt along a 38-1 inside the 20. So, uh, again, just an all-around solid win there for UCO. Uh, which is very good as they are hitting the road now going to Topeka, Kansas. I believe is where Walshman is located. They're coming off a a uh, tough two-point loss to Northwest Missouri, 32-30. to 30. Uh, When we're looking at the numbers here from the game, because I printed it out, because... Uh there was there was there was something of note here. Now the what what I again we know Northwest Missouri is just, they are they are a very beatable good team, okay? Because again, if you press them like honesty, you got a really good chance to beat them. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Uh but looking at the numbers in that game, uh no Northwest Missouri 25 first downs. 73 yards rushing on 35 carries, 2.1 yards of carry, 430, 436, 266, of late, 366 yards of offense on 66 plays. day uh, were 5 of 11 on third down. Really? That's all they, they shot. Okay. They're 5'11 on third downs, and they were sacked. They, yeah, they were sacked one time. They're looking at Washburn, 25 first downs, 43 yards rushing on 27 carries, 1.6 yards a carry, 314 yards passing. Uh... Then looking here, uh they were eight of fifteen on third, one of one on fourth. Now however, what caught my eye here, okay, what what caught my eye more than anything is looking, they were sacked seven times. Okay, seven times. Uh now we know but I'll, I'll 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 say this, okay. I'll say this. Northwest Missouri's defensive front did not impress me a whole lot against UCL, okay? and I I just if I feel if they can get seven sacks, you should should be able to at least get what two to four sacks. I mean I just uh, especially with the way Roberts playing right now. Uh, you got Hunter Large impression in the middle of that field. You got obviously you got Michael Slater. Uh you've got Mike Pope Jr., you got Zane Adams, you've got Julius Coase. I, I mean I I there should be some sacks in this ballgame. Now, I will say uh, uh Wasburn has significantly improved their pass game. Now, if you recall, or if you are if you are new here. Historically, Waspburn has been really a run-first, run-only team. Usually have had average to pretty much game managing quarterbacks. Uh, but that's not the case this season. Okay, now they 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 sling the rock here. Now, this is a Wasburn offense in their four and three on the season, but this is an offense averaging 36 points a game averaging a buck 41 uh per game rushing 4.4 4 yards a carry 302 and a half yards a game passing that, again i do not that's usually their rushing numbers okay so uh this is a very exposed to ford hayes all i mean not Fort Hayes Hayes. wallspring offense averaging 443 point eight yards a game uh we're looking at their other numbers here. They are 51% on third down, 38% on fourth down, and have allowed 10 sacks. So, again, I guess seven of those sacks came against Northwest Missouri. So, if you look at that, that means in, what, six games, they only allowed three sacks. So, again, this is a very good offense. 5 and 8 on field goals, 84% in the red zone, with 72% of them being touchdowns. So, uh, the, again, it's going to be a very big test there for uh, defense coordinator Brandon Knightenberg. Brandon that secondary, as we said, Kobe Stevens, Monte Davis, Dylan Buck Heights, uh, Kaisa Murray, Tavis McDonald, Michael Domeo, Whoever is back there, better bring their lunch pail, better bring the A game because. Uh, Walshberg is coming, and, and they, they're they going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, defensively, Walsburn is allowing 23.8 points a game, 154.2 yards rushing at 3.9 yards a carry, uh, 230.5 yards a game passing, 284.7 yards a game, allowing 38% on third down, 67% on fourth down, However, they only have two sacks in seven games. So uh okay, that is that is uh that's interesting. Uh maybe they are the what 20 is it 20 2017 Dallas Cowboys? They have like no sacks, but got a consistent pass rush. Uh 70% on in the red zone, 57% of them being touchdowns. I'm looking at their quarter by quarter breakdown in the first, they're outscoring foes 54 to 38, in the second, outscoring foes 50 to 41, in the third, outscoring foes 70 to 35, in the fourth, outscoring them 35 to 29 in overtime, outscoring foes 7 to nothing. So, it was just taking a look here again uh this this is a this is a good football team kind of makes you wonder here why they're four and three uh and I'm really curious actually as to why they're four and three uh because uh, that i mean just the the whole the whole numbers there much like Fort Hayes so let me pull up their schedule here so we can take a, a look at this here. So, it looks like they beat Lincoln, okay, they beat Chester Missouri, so both games, which they scored 40 points, that will inflict the numbers. They beat Missouri Western in overtime, who finally snapped a five-game losing streak Uh, to, to today. They put up 35 against Emporia, and then 45 last week against Fort Hayes. But this is a team that can definitely score the football. Granted, two of their wins were against two of the weaker teams. Well, three of their wins against three of the weaker teams in the conference. So, uh, well, actually all four of their wins because Ford Hayes is technically one at one and six. So this is a team that's yet to beat a team with a winning record. Uh, However, it didn't have an eight-point loss to Kearney. And a seven-point loss to Emporia and a two-point loss to Northwest. So this is not a team initially. a a. They're not they're not a pushover, but the numbers might also be somewhat inflated. So keep that in mind. Uh, looking at the individual leaders throwing the ball here, a six-three-two-zero-five sophomore, Kellen Simon Simonchik. Uh, it's like he's got 1,679 yards on the season, 19 touchdowns, five picks, 61% of completion percentage, long of 77, almost 280 yards a game. Uh, rushing the ball, leading rusher, Taylor Peters, 5'10", 200 junior, 359 on 80 carries, 4.5 yards a carry, two touchdowns, long of 25. yards a game. Uh, Again, it's very weird to see a wasp and rushing attack just that low. Uh, And then looking at the receiving here, they've got a three-man group, all seniors. You've got James Lecter Jr., 5'8", 175. Uh, Leads the team, 41 catches, 566 yards, 7 touchdowns. Long of 69, 13.8 yards of catch, 94.3 yards a game. Uh, then you've got 6'2, 210 senior Colin Wilson, 23 catches, 305 yards, 4 touchdowns, 13.3 yards of catch, long of 44, yards. And then another senior here, Peter Awful? That's a terrible last name. Uh, 5'10 to 190. 18 catches, 385, 5 touchdowns, 21.4 yards a catch. Among 64 7, three yards a game. Okay, this, this is this is a very explosive receiving core. Again, I don't the, the numbers might be skewed because of who they beat, but uh that's something again that is secondary. We're just we're gonna need we're gonna need a a heck of a game, okay because again that that was pass game looks pretty lethal uh, on defense when I was looking at their at their numbers there nothing really stuck out to me uh especially at the going back and looking at who they beat however, they do have a linebacker on the season that has eighty tackles in seven games and a six foot 200 pound senior grant bruner. Eight tackles, four for loss. Uh, so that's a guy I, I hope we can block, but Wasburn, it's gonna be interesting, okay, because this is uh what a, we said it was four and three team, has not beaten a team with a winning record, has had some tough losses to some good subject to some good ball clubs. Uh, but uh it is is still kind of a great unknown there. So should be interesting there. Uh I will be watching that online on the MIWA network. As we're wrapping it up here, we have the updated scores. As you know, we have uh we have we have been incorporating that into the fold here. And uh looking at today's slate, Emporia beat the brakes of Kearney on the road 44 21 to the surprise of everybody. Uh, I believe TJ Davis, the star of quarterback for also played in that football game. So very surprising outcome. Uh, UCM Central Missouri got the upset. Now this is very weird saying this. Got the upset over Missouri Southern. Uh, usually it would be the uh, reverse. But twenty to seventeen. I think that is win number two for them on the season. As I mentioned before, Northwood be ran by two. Uh and then Pitt State went on the road. Lincoln, I think that was their homecoming for some. No, that was the homecoming, but it was Lincoln on the road, won 49-10. Uh, and then Northeastern State, God bless their souls. They had a they 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 had a lead over Missouri Western entering that fourth quarter was outscored 17-7. Lost on that in Tahlequah, 23 to 16. Looking at next week's matchup. Missouri Western at Pitt State. That's going to be a very bad score, more than likely. Uh, UCO goes to Waspsburn at 1 p.m. kickoff, so uh, got to make note, make note of that. Uh, Central Missouri goes to Fort Hayes, That ought to be a good ball game. Oh boy! Northeastern State goes to Northwest. Well, we be. That's about to be another very bad, uh, bad day for the, River, for, the, for the River Hawks. Emporia goes to Missouri Southern, and Kearney. Oh boy, they're about to beat the brakes off Lincoln. Okay, well, uh, so might be some bad scores next week. Just, just putting them out there now before it happens. Uh, finally, here as we conclude, looking at the conference standings at seven zero. The Pitch Gorillas. However, I have fantastic news to report for the first time since, like, I, I don't know when. Uh, UCO is currently in a four-way tie for second place with Emporia, Kearney, and Northwest Missouri. Now, what? Now, what must be noted here? Is UCO should hold a tiebreaker over Northwest and Emporia. So we play Kearney three weeks from now. A few, a, few, a few weeks from now, okay. If if even even if they lose even, even if we lose, say we beat Waspburn, say we lose the pit. If we beat Kearney. And Missouri Southern is still hovering around that—that is still a game behind us. I mean, that's looking really good right there. I mean, if if, if we, literally, if if UCO goes two or three, now obviously you want want them to go three or three. They can go two or three in this three game stretch, and and we're sitting there for senior night against Missouri, and we're sitting there at at what seven and three. I mean, you 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 got to You got a one. We should at least be in a bowl game. But you would have to think we would be on the cusp of a possible playoff berth. So again, this is a very big stretch. There's a lot on the line here. Uh, these next few weeks, uh, rounding out there, the conference you got Missouri Southern, Washburn, Missouri Western, Central Missouri, Northeastern State, Fort Hayes, and Lincoln. So. Uh should very should be a very interesting next couple of weeks. There I look forward to bringing you all the highlights, all the uh stats, all the updates here. Uh finally, I I I was not able to make it to the soccer game on Sunday. Allergies were killing me. I had to watch online. Unfortunately, they fell short against Northwest Missouri. I think it was 2 0. Uh, I will say for someone that has never seen a college soccer game for someone that hasn't really watched a soccer game since, since high school and really knows zelts about the sport. I was extremely entertained, I will say. if I, I know the season has kind of, has, has ended as far as home games go, but if you ever just need something to watch, uh, just go on the MIAA Network. It's like $10 for a single game. I highly encourage you to check out Mike Cook's soccer team. That's a very fast-paced. They get a they get they get a lot of shots off. there. There is very exciting brand of soccer, so uh, I really do encourage that. Like I said before, now then I have my videographer, Landon. Uh, he is a basketball junkie, so you best believe he will be at the basketball games. Uh, so we, we should should have some coverage. On various sports here for the rest of the season which i'm i'm very i'm very pleased about uh but again, yeah, just to sum it up another solid win for u c o tough three game stretch coming here against a very I don't unknown loss burden team i mean, I don't know how much we can kind of gather from their 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 wins, but uh regardless, it's not gonna be an easy pushover game for them. So I'm really looking forward to that. It is a 1 p.m. kickoff in Topeka, Kansas. I'll be watching on the MIAA network. Hopefully the commentary and the stream quality is, 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 is good because it's been a hit in the the whole season. But uh, I really like the, the offense improvements here that we saw out of UCO today. Uh, and so um, i leave you here with uh, you will hear Coach Adam Durrell for about three and a half minutes. Uh, and then we will have Jacob Dell, so about two minutes uh, as as well here. So until next time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, AKA JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. Do yeah. we have an opening statement?
2: Yeah, just uh, a couple things that stand out. I'm uh, proud of our guys. I thought it was. Uh... Tough, gritty win today. It was hot. I know people are, it, it's just when it goes from being cool back to hot, it's it's hard on the guys. I think you could tell we'd have about 10 days off. I thought we started a little slow, but you know, uh, I think they've only beaten four days stay like once in the last seven years. So I thought that was a, a really good win for us. I, again, I think we continue. Uh, to get better each week I think that's very apparent of our quarterback I thought he played really well today and then we have again just that those hosts of freshmen that continue to get better every day um, so overall offense defense special teams did some really good things you know really the only thing that was disappointing is the, the penalties mm-hmm. you know we just had way too many penalties and and opportune times and it really cost us some some field position and, you know, allowed them to extend drives and score. So I know that's the one thing we're going to be disappointed in, but there's so many other great things to be positive about right now. And, you know, I'm proud of our guys that are continuing to practice hard and compete. You know, we got to do that. We got a tough one next
0: week. Um. And you, you, you mentioned the slow start. I guess how was the team able to kind of, you know, keep their heads up because the road team comes in here to playing hard, ten taking nothing. But you all come back and score 16 straight.
2: Yeah. No. It's it's something we talked about all week. It just, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect uh, respect for Coach Brown, and you know, I think if you look at what he's done since he's taken over that program, that program was, you know, uh, on the verge of extinction, and he's brought them back to national prominence. and, um, you know, he's just done a really good job. So, what we talked about all week is they've had a lot of injuries, but it doesn't matter just because of their coach's personality. We knew they were going to come in here and play extremely hard. And they did, came in and hit us in the mouth. And, you know, our guys didn't panic. We, we talked about changing the momentum, and our guys changed the momentum and then came back and got 16. And again, they changed the momentum in the late in the third quarter. Fort Hayes uh, made another run. And again, we responded with the score ourselves. So, uh, overall, just a lot of great things we can grow from.
0: Uh, And you mentioned Steph. uh, The growth from week one to now has been tremendous. He had a career high today. What can you just say about him, not only as a player, but as a leader?
2: No, he's done an awesome job. I'm proud of him because his leadership is first and foremost. He's out there working harder than anybody else. Uh, He does a great job going through his progressions and learning. And, you know, if you look at a guy, like, it's got that much athleticism. Sometimes it's, you know, they they force footballs, and he's not doing that. You know, I just – I'm really proud of him for that. He's valuing our possessions, and we're not turning the ball over. And, you know, the interception today was, their kid made a great play. You know, we were throwing a wheel around, and the kid stepped in front of it. So uh, just really proud of Steph because I think he's getting better each and every day.
0: Uh, and, uh, you know, upcoming, you have a tough 3 game stretch there. What what do you need to see out of your team heading into that stretch
2: in the way with those three free wins? Well, you know, first and foremost, we got to get healthy in the next 48 hours some bumps and bruises and really focus mentally the next two days and then rev it up Tuesday and Wednesday. You know, we got to be road dogs. uh, It's not going to be easy, but you know, I think our guys are excited about the challenge and uh, you know, we're excited because it's mid to late October and we're playing really meaningful football, you know, and and, uh, we're just really excited about that. Uh,
0: Well, thank you, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thank you. you. Best of luck. Take care. Mm -hmm. What up? I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma wide receiver Jacob Jacob Dell. So Jacob uh, coming off a, a big win here today, the fourth in the row, fifth on the season. What does this win mean to you? Um this man this win was
1: really big for us because we haven't beat uh, Fort Hayes in about five years, besides last year, which was good to get this win and keep building our own win streak because we got so much momentum right now going through our season compared to like how we started. And we're just feeding off of everyone and getting better each week. So this is great for our team.
0: And you, you mentioned that slow start. Now, you, you, you've come along a long ways You had several big games in a row. What has kind of contributed to your recent recent stretch of, of success? Uh, it would definitely have to be
1: our energy and our effort. Like, as long as the like, sideline, we have to bring our own energy. I played like them the first two away games. Like, when we went there, we didn't have any energy. And, like, we just started out slow, and then it took us too long. And, but now, like, we focused on that, and literally it's just all of us playing together well, and, like, we love each other. And I think that's really what's bringing us together when we it.
0: Now, the touchdown catch you had against Lincoln in the corner there, I gotta ask, just, like, walk me through that, because that was a very impressive play. You are near the sidelines, made the catch, and you got both feet in bounds. How'd you pull that off? Um, I mean,
1: me and Steph, we do that. Since I've been here, we do it every week in practice. And To me, it's just another go ball. And the way I think about it is every time the ball's in the air, it's got to be mine. But
0: yeah, it was a great catch, great throw. And finally, last week, you had the Waddle celebration. Now, was that, was that, was that? Did you practice that? Was that rehearsed? What, what, what was that? Uh, we just did that
1: on the fly. The ref told me to stop. That's why I kind of did it fast, <laughs> but nah. Other than that, it was funny. All
0: right, well, thank you, Jacob. I, w- I wish you the best of luck uh, next week and the rest of the season. Thank you.